0: Hello Unscriptonites, how is everybody? I don't know why I've decided that that's my thing. Oh, it's, good. It's,
1: kind of, it's kind of cool, I like the, uh, I like the sound of it. Uh, um, I'm sure there's people out there that would buy the t-shirt.
0: Hey, hey, yeah, I uh, don't know how we would do that, but uh, it sounds costly and um, <laughs> if you decide to make it yourself, please, please do let us know. Yes, that sounds good. And uh, we'll put our orders in yes yeah I'd, I'd unsc- uns- unscriptonites. Unscriptonites. Yes, i i yes, I like that I don't know why it, does it, it does it popped into my brain yeah. on the drive here last week, mm. and I'm like, huh, that's cool.
1: It does sound like something that's going to be our, our only weakness is <laughs> is the the unscriptonites. Uh, um so yeah but no, no I think it's I think it's very cool uh, and uh, we should keep going with it, yeah and see Throw it at the wall and it's seeing if it's stuck. Yes. Yeah. At, at the moment, it might be one of those little things where, you know, when you're a kid and you get those little uh, rubbery jelly type things, mm. and I think generally you have to...
0: Sometimes it's a hand. Yeah, sometimes
1: it's a hand. Yep. Sometimes it's like an octopus or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you, like, whip it at a, a wall. Like, generally, a, like, not a brick wall, but And like then a, your mother
0: screams at you. Yep.
1: Yeah. like a plaster wall. A and mm-hmm. then it just, like, walks down the wall. Yeah. It's very cool. It's like that. We, at the moment, we've thrown it at the wall and it's stuck. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to see if it's going to walk down the wall.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe our listeners can let us know if they how they feel about being an unscriptonite. So the I suppose the thing is, you know, lots of podcasts they they their listeners end up getting particular names, oh. um, like the Tig Notaro show that I listened to, True Story, uh, with Cheryl Hines, She they call them Snurples. Snurples. I, I got into the show late, so I'm not 100% sure where that came from, um, but I have listened to the latest episode and um, Tig did confirm that she threw in the, hey, girl, hey, and like as a nod to her, uh, Snurples. Snurples. Right. So I was right. Last week I was talking about a movie called um, Your Place or Mine and how Tig Nataro was in it and how she threw out this line. I'm like, I'm sure that was for us podcast listeners. <laughs> and it was. So I felt very chuffed. I'm like, look at me. The and only- I was listening to it going, I, I noticed it, Tig. I noticed <laughs> it. I oh, what a nerd.
1: The only other, other one I know about is... Um uh, is whenever Mark Maron starts his podcast. Mm. Uh, and I can't say what he says. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he he refers to his listeners as certain things. Mm. Um, but yeah, Mark Maron, he's got a. A a new comedy special Ah. on on the binges, Uh, and it is uh, called I think it's something to dark dark to uh, it's it's um, wait a minute I'm just going to Mark
0: Maron's sense of humor is dark life is dark I am dark Um, the dark
1: world not Mark Magolus I don't know who he is Uh, I want Mark Maron Maron who is M O R O N Marron. Uh, Mark Maron.
0: See, I'm, ju- I'm trying to vamp, but um, I should vamp by saying what we're going to talk about tonight, actually, while you look that yeah. up. Um, I watched a movie on which is brand new to Netflix called True Spirit. Uh, we have cocaine bear to talk about which is very exciting yes. and another little film called Missing as well as a little bits and pieces but Mark Maron's comedy mm-hmm. thingy-jiggy.
1: Mark Maron's From Bleak to Dark. Okay. Now this is this is interesting because uh, the, you can listen to or well, you can watch the Mark Maron From Bleak to Dark uh, special but the there's a uh, podcast called Good One uh, and in the podcast, good one, he has on comedians who come on and talk about their jokes. Generally speaking, their yeah, jokes
0: because it's not Mark Maron's um, podcast, is it? It's no. somebody else's podcast, and he has comedians on.
1: Yes, that's yeah. right. And and usually, like they they'll have uh, the the comedians on, and they'll talk about like one small bit of their their show. Um, and uh, it's it's very interesting, but they, he had Mark Barron talk about his special From Bleak to Dark and they really, you know, break it down and stuff because the thing is Mark Barron had a really tumultuous time during, you know, the whole pandemic. Mm. I mean, we all did, but his partner died.
0: Very suddenly. Brain aneurysm, or No, no, that?
1: undiagnosed leukaemia.
0: Undiagnosed leukaemia. Yeah, I think it's, she went into hospital and then she was gone. Yeah. Like. In less than a week, or and, something, and it's
1: it's really it's really just sad. It's a very sad story, but you know, uh, to hear Mark talk about it on stage is, is kind of cathartic. And uh, it's just it's a great special. Uh, mm. It's really good. Cat will you know, say that I was uh, you know drifting in and out of consciousness during <laughs> it, but that's what I do. I'm sorry, I'm I'm 47 this year. It's just you know hard to maintain consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really after a particular point in time, um,
0: after five thirty, and I've had my dinner, I just cannot keep my eyes open. <laughs> well,
1: this is why I'm drinking Red Bull during the show. Uh, is just uh, yeah, other energy drinks are available. Uh, it's just because uh, that way it keeps me uh, awake, uh, pretty much. Because mm. uh, I'd be I'd be nodding off here. I'd be nodding off now. So no, I wouldn't be. No can, no,
0: can I tell you a little secret? Every time I hear a uh, can open. Um, I'm going to give all of our listeners just a second to think about what it might remind me of.
1: Um, Is that like an advert for beer back in the day?
0: No. So uh, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer Simpson's trying to give up beer um, and the lights are off, they're in bed, and he's like snuck a beer and he opens it and she's like, what was that? And she goes, he goes, I love you. (laughs) So now it doesn't matter... If it's like if my colleague opens a can, my brain automatically goes Psh, "I love you," and I'm like, <laughs> you cannot say it out loud. It's weird, but Chris and I do say that when we open a can. So, well, that's that's where
1: you've got Pavlov's opened can, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. is what's happening there. Mm. Uh, but
0: yeah, so, Pavlovian response.
1: Exactly. So yeah, Mark, Mark Maron's uh, Bleak to Dark on the uh, Binge. binge. Um, there's another show uh, on Binge, I was just like, like, you know, you get a point where you've watched everything that's available.
0: I mean, everything that you think you want to see, yes.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that the, the problem is that usually it's all they work on these algorithms, and so mm. there could be some good stuff in there you just don't know about. But this uh, thing came up, and I went, "Oh, romantic comedy!" Uh, sorry, sorry, romantic getaway. And I was going, "That looks interesting. I wonder what that is." And it's a, a television show that is on binge as well. Um, and it stars, uh, it stars uh, Ramesh. Ra- <laughs> sorry, I got pronounce his name properly. Um, it stars Ramesh Ranganathan, and he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. It stars Catherine Ryan and she's a comedian. Yes,
0: do you know that name? And
1: it stars Johnny Vegas, and he's an old-school comedian from way back. Um, But it's an interesting premise for a TV show and an interesting story. So um, Ramesh and uh, Catherine, they play a, a couple who are desperate for a baby. Like they've they've tried to have it the uh, the natural way, it's not working for them. They need to go with IVF, but the uh, the public IVF is just you know too too long a time to wait and all that kind of stuff. So they decide they're going to borrow uh, fifty thousand pounds from their boss Alfie, uh, played by um, Johnny Vegas, uh, and pay for their uh, IVF. Um, but mm-hmm. it's kind of got this whole. Breaking bad, kind of, you know, things just like, you know, roll on from one thing to another thing and things keep on building and, um, so it's a really interesting show, and because you've got like you know three comedians as the the leads, uh, their their comic timing is great. They just it's just a really really good good show. So if you if you're looking for you know an, an easy watch, because I think they're just like you know 24, 20, uh, 22, 23, 24 minute episodes, something like that. Um, so very very quick episodes, interesting premise, um, and yeah, it is on binge. So you can you know check that out, and you can check out Mark Barron's uh, special from bleak to dark and, uh, yeah, I think you'll you'll have a good time.
0: Well, if we're talking about TV shows, I've started watching something on Disney Plus called Not Dead Yet and my main in for this was uh, Lauren Ash who was in Superstore and then she's got a... true crime comedy podcast with her cousin. What about the fact that both you and Kat were doing a podcast called Not Dead Yet? There is that. (laughs) It was a very short-lived podcast, Um, but um, it it would have been good. It was just time poorness, I think. Mm. Um, But anyway, so Not Dead Yet has just started and it is releasing episode by episode, so I think there are three episodes in at the moment. I've only watched the first two. And I went for the laughs and I stayed for the feels. Yeah. (laughs) So um, this follows... It's kind of interesting because it's got... The main character is Nell Serrano and she's 37, right? So there's not a whole lot of TV shows that will concentrate on a 37-year-old woman, especially somebody who's single. um, She's kind of has... She she went to London. She followed a man. Didn't go well. And so she's come back home and she's gone to get a job at her... uh, her old workplace. She's a journalist, but the only thing available is obituaries. So um, she she's on that beat, if you might say. Um, she's got a friend who works there. They used to bestie, but, but now the bestie is besties with the new boss who they used to hate, called um, Lexi, who's who's played by Lauren Ash. So and she's got a a, um, a roommate who's got. Um, who's got autism spectrum disorder. I think that's the correct um, terminology because he does actually talk about it in the Mm. show. So I'm like, that's really cool to have a character um, that is being, uh, you know, portrayed in that way. So, yeah, I was was impressed. Um, But anyway, so her life is kind of fallen to pieces and then she gets the obituaries and then... She starts seeing dead people, so these people who has she has to write the obituaries for start to come to her and give her life advice, basically. So it, it's it's funny, but there's also a few like you know cool little mm. feely feely moments. So that's that's on um, Disney Plus.
1: It is really good. We we started watching. I think we, I was attracted by the fact it was called "Not Dead Yet" at the, yeah. at the start, um, but yeah, we watched it and. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because you know every every week it, at the end of the day it kind of like becomes a you know case of the week kind of situation. Yeah, it's a formula. Yeah, but it's it's kind of it's kind of cool, and it's not done. It's it's kind of uh, you know comedy, but it's, it's like in a, a way where the world is not exactly, you know, if you had a boss like that, you know, you'd be having HR filing against her just Oh constantly. yeah, yeah. She's um,
0: completely inappropriate. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, but you know, it's a yeah, really uh, interesting, entertaining TV show. And there's some other good stuff like, uh, you know, How I Met Your Father and stuff like that on uh, Disney+. Plus. But uh, Han- uh, Hannah Simone, who plays Sam in this, she was also in um, uh, New Girl. Uh, oh yeah! And, w- and when she first came on the screen, we we're like, oh, "Who is that? Who is that? Who is that?" Uh. And then we figured it out. And we went, "Ah, I love that! I love that!" When you're you're so, like you're not sure you see someone, you recognise them, but you're just not sure where you know them from.
0: Yeah. Well, I do like that in the first episode, like everything's set up, the premise is set up, but, but then you've got a character, um, that you wouldn't imagine continues on, um, through the rest of the series, mm. but she becomes friends with her and I'm like, that's a really cool little twist. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And again, I think it's because it's a, you know, you can t- kind of just turn your brain off and just watch it not you don't need to be, like, expecting to be have your brain squished with information. Exactly. Which is completely different to a, a TV show I'm watching on SBS at the moment called The Walkins. Um I have to confirm whether it's called The Walkins or or um, The Walk-In. Uh, it is called The Walk-In. Uh, so this is based on a true story um, of a neo-Nazi group in London who organised to murder an MP. So um, just a horrible right-wing group of people. Um, And it stars um, Graham, sorry, not Graham, uh, Stephen Graham, who Mm. is one of my very favourite British actors. And he plays a guy called Matthew Collins who... back in the day, organised this massive right-wing riot. And his life story is he used to be this person, but now he's an educator and he's completely on the other side. Um, and as a result, he's got lots of eyes on him that are not very happy that he exists. Mm. So you got all these other right-wing groups that are forming and he's kind of got a target on his back. But his aim is to try to infiltrate this this group because he knows they're planning something big so um there's a lot of um really great british actors in this tv series it's only i think three episodes um and i've only watched the first one but it pulled me in straight away and it's on sbs on demand um the Walk-In is is the name, and it's it's very, very cool.
1: Nice. But
0: full on. <laughs> um, on that note, um, just a quick congratulations to Rebel Wilson who got engaged a couple of days ago.
1: Woo-hoo. Baby, got engaged. Everything's, everything's coming up, Rebel.
0: I know. Good on you. Um, uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and come back and talk about some movies.
1: You're listening to Unscripted, the film show.
0: So um, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Picture an egg smashing into a frying pan. And that is 1985 advertising in America for not doing drugs. Um, If you see cocaine bear, you will see a part of that ad. Um, and it's a wild tale. It's uh, I just
1: the, the whole uh, America and 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 drugs thing is so funny. Like
0: just for a, <laughs> Americans and drugs, oh, it's hilarious. J-
1: just from the point of view of like they they on one hand they're going don't do drugs, don't do drugs, and on the other hand their pharmaceutical industry is screaming at you from the television going take
0: our drugs. I know <laughs> take our it, drugs! it is crazy, and a lot of people get addicted to those kind of drugs, and lots of people die from that. So they do. They um, do. Now, All drugs are bad if you take them incorrectly. Yes. No, I think cocaine is just bad.
1: Well, yeah, I suppose, I don't know. I've I've never done cocaine, yeah. uh, and I, I've uh, so I, I haven't really got any personal experience with it. I, I hear it's very Moorish. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I've, I see, you see it in movies all the time. It's like, wh- how much coke do you have to do to, to like, you know, OD? Because the the people like in the movies, you just seem to be doing line after line after line. And yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I think
0: there has, there. there's a, um, you know, a point where you take some and then you need a bit more and yeah. a bit more and a bit more. Yeah. And then you stop and then you take it again and that normally kills you yeah
1: so i because because to me like the uh you know cocaine uh looks like it's a a powdery kind of substance that well to, done yeah that w- i would think and you're inhaling this into your your lungs a powder into your lungs
0: well and also in your nose yeah like i thought about that and i'm like dude i already get blood noses like when it's really hot mm. why would i do that but i just i'm i guess i'm very square mm. Um, And I haven't, uh, unfortunately, um, or fortunately for me, but unfortunately for a lot of these people, drugs, they don't just do them because they're like, huh, I I just don't have anything to do on a Saturday night. A lot of people are taking drugs because they have had childhood traumas and, you know, people don't become junkies for no reason. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. But,
1: so. but but yeah, I think people like uh, some people just take cocaine because they they enjoy it as well. Uh, I, I again, I don't know. It's uh, possible. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, again, I've never done it. I don't know what the the feeling is. But yeah, you, you kind of like you've seen in in I'm movies and, and, and TVs and stuff like that. So um, you kind of know what the effects are. F- on a person because we've seen it in, in, in the media now um, in this movie, this is actually a movie that's based on a true story. There was actually a, a, a drug runner that was flying a plane that was going over this like, you know, mountainous kind of uh, foresty area of America. And he, in the, it's a, uh, Georgian, Georgia forest and he like was going to bail out and so he dumped all the cocaine uh, and then he was going to bail out and I think he um, knocked his head died and they, they discovered this guy but they never... In
0: someone's backyard, the poor 85-year-old. On his driveway. Well, no, in real life it was in his it's backyard. backyard was like,
1: oh, okay. Um, so anyway, so they, so they found the guy and they found one bag of cocaine but they didn't find all the rest of the cocaine but a bear. Found some of it.
0: And yeah, found a lot of it and got a taste for it.
1: Yeah, so in real life the bear ate the cocaine and the bear died. So it's yes. a very sad ending to the story. Although he has been, sorry, I don't know if it's he or she. It's probably in the movie
0: it's a she, it's a she but then I don't real, know in real life. In real life
1: it might be a he, I don't know. But... The bear was stuffed and yes. the bear is now in a, a museum.
0: So you can go and actually see... I think it's Kentucky for Kentucky is oh, really? where it is. there's It's a, a, a really eclectic little place where they promote everything Kentucky. It had a wild story, to be honest, because, mm. um, it, you know, the, and you can get all of the proper information or the... Proper details from episode two six eight of My Favorite Murder, which they they cover this story, and I re-listened to it to last night. Chris and I did mm. on the drive home because I'd ov- obviously, as a listener of that podcast, had hi- heard it before. Um, but the the guy doing the autopsy was like, "This bear, um, he he died pretty or." Aw- it or her, I'm not... They. Yeah, they, but thank you very much. They died pretty much immediately from taking the coke. They had all these obvious symptoms of an overdose mm-hmm. and the he he was like, well, it's kind of, it, it's in good condition, let's stuff it. And so they stuffed it and it was originally like at the rangers thing and then they had a bushfire and then they hit it and then someone stole it and then it ended up at... Um, a, a pawnbroker shop and then it was at Waylon Jennings' house who um, most Australians wouldn't know Waylon Jennings but he's a really famous American country singer. Right, right. And then it ended up in somebody else's house and then these people from Kentucky for Kentucky, I think is what it's called, did all this research to find out about where this bear was and he's now at this shop and they sell shirts with their, the cocaine bear on it. I'm sure this place... After this show is going to get a lot of business.
1: Oh my god. You yeah. can
0: look it on online and all sorts, so it's really cool. Uh,
1: I it yeah, a sad story in real life, but in yes. in uh, this case in for this movie it's a romp. Oh, my God, this mm. is so good. It's um, So, cocaine bear is uh, basically, um, you know, as we've said, a, a bear discovers cocaine, discovers that they have a taste for it, and it goes on a bit of a, a tear to, to discover more cocaine that it can consume. Mm. And this bear doesn't... Um, Apparently is a uh, you know a bear that does not OD from the consumption of cocaine and can consume copious amounts of it. Uh, and,
0: and if you happen to have the smell of cocaine on you, watch out.
1: So the uh, you've got an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens uh, who converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage. Um, and the thing is with black bears, apparently, uh, like black bears, uh, if you're confronted with a black bear, you're supposed to fight back. Mm. Whereas with brown bears, you're supposed to play dead and they'll leave you alone.
0: Yeah, I think the saying is, is if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. Mm. So uh, look at that for me, remembering something. <laughs> Never remember anything. But, um, but the, um, yeah. yeah,
1: it's the, uh, in this case. We don't know
0: if that's true, guys. If you're in America and you come across a brown or a black bear and that's the only information you have, please don't blame us if you die. Yes. Don't, don't come back and horn us.
1: Could you imagine? I mean, you've been to America and you've probably gone to – but you are on camp. Like yeah.
0: the camp, did it have bears? Yeah. Did you see a bear? I didn't see a bear. Oh. My friend Tamara, I don't know if she saw the bear, but there was a bear, a brown bear going through a dumpster um, so we did get like an alert to please stay in your cabins. So, um, yeah, we were in the Poconos in, in, in Pennsylvania. Ooh. So, But I didn't see any other real life bears because they're not generally like, they don't hang out where people hang out generally I don't know well I think I've
1: seen a lot of people because nowadays people have like um you know cameras in their houses and stuff like that and I've seen so much footage of like a bear just like wandering up to someone's door I
0: think if you live in that kind of rural kind of area where they do live they are going to come up to Mm. you back porch and you know have a bit of a sniff around and say hey it
1: must be so concerning if you've got like animals and uh-huh. you've got a, a, i i saw i saw footage the other day of a bear climbing to a pig pen and the pigs fought it off
0: <laughs> <laughs> well done pigs they are very very smart and make me feel very bad about eating bacon it's so tasty. I know. If they were
1: smart, they'd make their ta- bacon taste bad.
0: I know, wouldn't they?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but the, so, yeah, the, the movie, Cocaine
0: Bear. Sorry, <laughs> the, tangenting.
1: You So this is a film where you're going to watch this film and you're going to go, where do I know that person from? Where do I know that person from? And, like, it took me to the end of the film uh, to – there's a, a mum in the film called uh, Sari – and Did
0: you not realise that was Kerry Russell? I got to the end and went, that's Felicity. Is it because she had not curly hair and you're like, I know that face, but I, the hair is confusing me.
1: It could it could possibly be that. It could be that. But, uh, yeah, it was weird. seeing, But seeing Felicity and seeing Felicity as the mother of a, like,
0: Th- Thirteen-year-old
1: 13, daughter. It's kind of like, well,
0: which is possible, I guess. Like the, the show. She's also done a lot of other stuff in between.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. That but, I uh, haven't seen. Yeah, uh, and you got uh, Alden uh, Um I, I can never pronounce his last name. I, I think he did all it, right. Um, but we'll like we'll. I was watching the film and going, yeah, kind of looks. Where's this guy from? I don't know. Where, where's this guy from? And, like, it's. Solo, it's Han Solo from the Solo film.
0: Did you realise that when you were watching the movie? Because I didn't. I was watching him going, "I know that face," but he's much dirtier in this. Yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. the son of a um, a coke dealer, I guess, and he's trying to get out of the business. He doesn't want to be in the family business, but begrudgingly he is pulled along by um, David. Who is you know working for Sid? Playing it played by Ray Liotta.
1: he's O'Shea Jackson Jr., which is yes. is, is it, uh, Ice? Is Ice Mocker? Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: no, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Something. Yes, yeah. I knew
1: he yeah. was Ice something.
0: He does certainly look yeah. like him. Um, but they he they get dragged along to try and find out where this cocaine has gone because Ray Liotta is the big heavy here and he's demanding that he needs to get his cocaine back obviously. Um, You've got a police officer going into Georgia to try and find stuff. Kerry Russell's character is um, going into the um, woods because she has to find her daughter. And I have to be honest, the first 20 minutes, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get into this. I'm not finding it funny. And then Margot... Martindale turns up as Ranger Liz. She's sitting there, she's putting her lipstick on, getting herself ready for um, Peter who um, works with the animals but he calls them friends. They're not his animals. And he's played by Jesse Tyler Ferguson who m- a lot of people would know from... Um, Modern Family. Thank you very much. Can you help? Uh, yes, yeah, I did need help because I haven't seen that show. I've only just seen bits and pieces. So once you see... Margot, everything sort of starts to click because you also get the teenage um, dude coming in and uh, having an interaction with her and that's kind of where everything starts to to get very, very funny. Um, I have to admit there was a point in this movie that I'll tell you off air, I laughed so hard that I get that thing where you're laughing so hard that you make no sound and then I stopped laughing because everybody else had stopped laughing, but I was laughing way after other people. And then I thought of the scene again and started laughing again and then people started laughing at me because I was still laughing at the is, scene.
1: Is that the kind of laugh where you it's like you, you, you're laughing so hard you're making no sound and then you've got to like breathe in because you yep. haven't
0: been breathing? Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, I, I know that laugh. That's mm. it's, it's deadly. It's deadly.
0: Yes. Um yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to, to telling you what scene that was and seeing if you found it as funny as I did. The but he- honestly, it's freaking hilarious, guys.
1: It, it, like, And as I was saying, like it's got uh, Han Solo It's kind of weird. If I was watching a film with Harrison Ford in it, I'd be going, oh, it's Harrison Ford, Han Solo. But Alden uh, Ennig, uh, I was like... I, who is this guy? I know this guy. Why don't I – and then it's kind of like it just clicks when you go, oh, yeah, that's that's, that's Han Solo. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really cool. Ray Liotta, it's his last movie appearance ever. Jeez, he was looking rough. He was looking, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Um, did you ever watch The Wire?
0: No, I didn't.
1: The, it, it, he's uh, like a cop in The Wire, and he kind of had this catchphrase uh, where it was uh, – he was like, shit and like uh, like extend out the word right um and, and i i feel i could say that on, on air because it's not mm-hmm. really saying the word it's no. kind of making a noise that sounds kind of like the word
0: he did make similar noises he did i, didn't, I was just he?
1: i just wish he went for it i wish he did like cuz you you it's him do the line <laughs> just it do was the
0: line. i didn't make. i didn't see that reference but i just enjoyed the noises he was making it was like old man what noises mm. not sure how to do this I'm going to make a lot of weird uh, noises. He
1: he is an all-black guy, but he's always been an all-black guy. Even though The Wire was decades ago, he still looks the same.
0: Maybe he just hasn't aged and he's been real old for real long. Yeah. But he's... I mean, if he looks the same from years ago, then technically he's not old. He's not ageing. True. Yeah.
1: Uh, this...
0: Uh, the, the movie
1: is about the bear on cocaine... Uh, going on a rampage. And it's so slocky, It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's just like chef's kiss. It's yeah. It's so good. And it's like unapologetically 80s. It's set in the 80s. Yeah. It's got a feel of a film made in the, the 80s. perfect
0: music as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really cool, like if you're paying attention, there's little signs that you'll see which are quite funny and they, they've filled the background with – interesting things to look at and I think it's worth a rewatch to try and catch some of those things. Um, there's a couple of um, end credit scenes as well, so don't get up immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only a 90-minute film, so I'm sure you can hold your pee.
1: Oh, I, I had a can of beer... Yep. and I still had a bit of beer left at the end. That's full. Like, it was engaging. I was like, it was not drinking a beer, and I was just like enjoying the film. Yep. it was. It was great. And uh, it, um also, if you're a fan of uh, Game of Thrones, uh, there's an actor in there, uh, Christopher uh, Hivju. Uh, he plays Olaf. <laughs> right. Yep. And uh, so he in Game of Thrones, he's this uh, big um, uh, person from beyond the wall, uh, like uh, just a. You Is he know, dangerous
0: and scary? Dangerous
1: and scary kind of warrior um, who, who uh, falls in love with Brienne of Tarth. Uh, and uh, in this this film, he's like the opposite soft loving, yeah. you know, oh, hello, I'm a Scandinavian kind of person. And <laughs> yep. it's, it's him and his, his uh, girlfriend um, are just like walking through the, the, the forest. They're doing the camping, the trekking kind of thing. And, you know, they're all like, oh, they see the bear. And, you know, it's Let's just... Let's take some photos yeah. and,
0: oh, dear, it's very close. Oh, God. oh no.
1: It's so good. It's um, so good.
0: So the thing to know about this, because when I started watching it, it, was like, I feel really bad for the people who were affected by this and it. it's... It's being turned into a comedy. Um, You'll be happy to know nobody died other than the person who was um, the drug runner and, and of course, the poor bear. Mm. Um, So that's not fun. Uh, No bears were harmed in the actual making of Cocaine Bear, just the real event. But no humans were harmed in the real event. Just in the movie.
1: And in the movie, the actors weren't killed. No, that's true. Yes,
0: no humans were killed or harmed while making this film. Um, But they are very much harmed as characters. Oh, the characters
1: are dead as. They're
0: (laughs) fully dead in some of the funniest ways ever. I I think, um, you know, you could almost rank, you know, the, the deaths. It's funny, I was watching it, right, and on the way home I was thinking you know, I wonder how Cat felt about this movie because you guys, I was talking about Violent Night which had um, David Harbour in it Mm. and you're wondering whether Cat would enjoy it. I'm like, it's just a schlocky, um, you know, comedy with a bit of like full-on you know, murdery type things that are kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so if she, liked, if she liked Cocaine Bear, she will like Violent Night.
1: Yeah, I, I think she'll like Violent Night. I think we'll, we'll put that on the list for watching before next Christmas. For
0: sure. It's yeah. very, very good. Um, but with Cocaine Bear, I'm going to have to give it a five, um, five plastic bags of carrots.
1: <laughs> I am going to give this uh, five boxes of Swedish cornflakes.
0: <laughs> nice. And you guys are going to have to see the f- film to figure out why we gave it those uh, that score. But Cecilia, who we didn't mention, is um, was stuck at work. She also saw it last night and we'll give her review next week. Um, but in the meantime... Um, We shall be back and one of the sponsors we're going to be playing is Lunar Essex and they have some very, very special um, ice creams that they're selling along with um, Cocaine Bear and it is making the news, like
1: nationally. That is some
0: clever marketing. Well done, Lunar. very clever marketing. So, uh, yes, we will be playing a couple of sponsors including Lunar Essex. So we'll be back. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show so, we got so excited talking about Cocaine Bear that we completely forgot that it was directed by Elizabeth Banks. So, well done. She
1: is good. Is, that's oh, good. Love, love her work. She's and awesome.
0: I, I think it was written, was it written by the guys who did the Lego movie?
1: I think so, yeah. Lord Jimmy, and Miller.
0: Jimmy Warden? Wait a second.
1: Well, while, you do, while you're looking that up... I uh, will. I will look it up. There, there was a, a trailer before the film started and I was sitting there and I was just so wished Because oh. you were sitting at the back and we, we were sitting at the front. Yes. And I, I would have just liked to go and just looked at your face while the, the trailer was playing because... Can't find the info. Because Rachel has got this thing where she doesn't like talking animals in films.
0: Unless they're animated.
1: Yeah, unless they're animated. Um, but... Uh, there's a film that's coming out that looks absolutely sensational called Strays and it's an R-rated uh, movie and <laughs> it's about an abandoned dog who teams up with other strays to get revenge on its former owner. And
0: Doug the, is not a good owner.
1: No, Doug is a bad owner. Uh, Will
0: Forte Will, is playing him yeah. and he, he is an A-hole.
1: Yeah, Will Forte can play the best A-holes. He's just really good at it. I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life. But, he is. But the uh, Reggie, is the voice is is um is the dog who is owned by Doug, and uh, he is voiced by Will Farrell and he's just like any dog, just going, I love my owner, my owner loves me, everything's great, and doesn't realize that his his owner's an a hole, and, uh, and trying to get rid of him really, yeah, and then he becomes a stray, and then he uh, joins up with a bunch of other strays, uh, including uh, Jamie Fox uh, as Bug, uh, Isla Fisher as Maggie, uh, uh, Randall Park as Hunter. Um, it's got Josh Gad in there as well, Brett Gelman. Gell- uh, uh, it's got uh, Ila, uh, Sophia Vergara, Harvey Gillen from um, uh, from what you do With the shadows. It's got a big cast. It looks funny. You to, must have that look. That looks. To funny.
0: be honest, I've watched a trailer a week or so ago. Um, Universal sent an email with a, a trailer, and then they played a different trailer last night, and I laughed at both. And it, I'm just like. It's just stupid fun. And, I mean, to see dogs swearing and also trying to teach a dog that's clearly a little bit sheltered, um, If you know, just asking if he's ever humped anything and then just kind of talked him through how he would hump something... um, yeah, quite awkwardly funny. It looks good. It looks good. So I'm looking looking forward to that one. Uh, but one another film I did see, um,
1: uh, Kathy from Sony uh, did a screening of Missing uh, on uh, Tuesday night. Well, actually, she, she didn't do the screening. It was at the uh, the tel, uh, telethon outdoor cinema at Burswood Park. Where, oh yeah, where I think they've got movies running kind of every night. Um, so they did a, uh, you know, a screening there of Missing before its official release, but it's out now. Um, and this is a really interesting film. Like, I, there was a, another film, but was it by the same director or the same writer that you saw called Searching?
0: Uh, is it by the same writer? I didn't know if it was the same writer. Or I thought it was just a similar theme. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it did have John, whose surname always escapes me, but he was in Harold and Kumar. Um, playing Harold. Uh, it done lots of stuff since then, obviously, but clearly that was pivotal for me. Um, but, yeah, it all took place on a screen and it was really well done. When I saw it, I, when I saw the trailer for it initially, I was like, uh, how's that going to work? And it really worked well. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if this... Uh, movie works well as well because I've clearly thought about the best way to put it across if it's all going to be on a computer screen well the
1: director was the editor on searching so Ah, there is uh, is a connection there um but this, oh my God, it's a great film. But you'll just be you're sitting there just going, oh my God, how complex is this to to put everything together? Like to uh, like because you're not just watching uh, people on the screen interacting with each other in the environment they're in. That you're seeing uh, the the story unfold uh, through text messages, through uh, video calls, uh, through searching the internet. Um, so and, and to make that compelling. It's, it's, it's a, v- a very difficult kind of feat. Yeah. And it's an hour and 50 minutes long uh, but it's and it jumps kind of right in. So um, you've got a uh, um June uh, and her mother Grace and June is like a uh, you know late teenager 18 to 19 year old teenage person um her dad died when she was very young and she you know lives with her her mom and her mom's you know, trying to get in the whole dating thing and uh, her mum's going out with this guy Kevin uh, pa- played by Ken Long and her mum Grace is uh, Nia Long which is um, unusual. A <laughs> spelled definitely not related. Um, but the mum uh, Grace and Kevin decide that they're going to go to Columbia for a bit of a holiday and so uh they go for a week long holiday uh June stays at home being a 18 year old getting drunk and everything like that just having the time of her life do, doing her doing herself as as a teenager does um anyway she goes to the airport to pick them up a week later uh no mum uh no kevin uh what's going on so she's like calling her mum no answer um She's getting really frantic. So she uh calls up, you know, uh you know Columbia, she calls up the FBI. She wants someone to find her mum uh, and she's not happy with the answers she's getting. So she starts her own investigation uh, using like, you know, uh, hacking into uh, her mum's uh, hotmail and Kevin's hotmail and, uh, you know, trying to track their, their movements, uh, looking at, you know, um, going through like a uh, air tasker thing to get a guy to go to the hotel to look oh, at that's security footage. Oh, really clever. Um, just, it's really amazing like a like a cyber sherlock Holmesy kind of a thing um it, but the way the story unfolds is just um, it's just brilliant like you know i i, I almost you always feel like they had a big board mm. with pins and red uh red um string on it yeah um to put all the, all the things together. So uh, as far as like a you know who done it or what do they do kind of a, a situation, it's really good and you just like you get to the end of it and go that they put a lot of thought into how that was planned out, how that was executed. I
0: think you really have to if you're going to make a compelling film that just takes place on a computer screen, you really have to think that stuff out mm. to make it compelling and and have the story move along at a at a good pace, so yeah. So yeah, it just
1: uh, I mean, there's no no like actors are, 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 yeah, massively kind of standout in it. It just uh, although
0: Storm reads in it, isn't she in Euphoria? I'm not
1: sure. Uh, I've I, not
0: seen Euphoria, hmm. but I know it's got Zendaya in it, and I'm pretty okay. sure she's in um, Euphoria as well.
1: Yeah, but I I think it's this is a really story driven kind of movie, and it's a great story that just keeps you you know wondering what's going on till the, the the very end. And ah, uh, oh, I was just yeah, it's just good, really good, and um, the uh, actual uh, the. Environment going and seeing a movie at Kings Park, not Kings Park, so Burswood Yeah, um, it, it, it's nice. A screen set up, and you can just see like hints of the city in the background and the river, and the sun was like you know, going down and stuff. And so it's it's really cool. So if you want to go there, um, yeah, just you can go there and you know, support Telethon and watch a movie, and um, it's it's all really great. So yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know Kathy, um, you know, booked a a, a a screening there. Just a bit bit of difference bit to different, what yeah. we we usually do going and sitting in a a normal cinema.
0: Um, So how would you score this? Uh,
1: I am going to give this one four mouse clicks.
0: Righto. Well, that makes sense. Don't have to explain that too much. Um, So it's it's not technically out for a week or so, but there are some screenings. I think it's out out. now. Um, Oh, well. Well, by the time you listen to the podcast, you might be a week away and, you know, it'll be out. So... Yeah. Um, I've got another movie to talk about. Um, it is a film called True Spirit. It's on Netflix. It was released uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it is based on the true story of Jessica Watson. Now, does that name ring a bell for you?
1: Jessica Watson. What so what was the movie again?
0: True Spirit.
1: Is she, She's someone Australian. Done, is she someone who sailed around the world?
0: Well done. Yes, in 2009 um, to 2010, she did sail around the world. She was the youngest person to sail around the world. She was inspired by Jesse Martin who um, I believe is from WA. I remember when mm-hmm. he sailed around the world and, you know, left from Frio and everything. Um, he was 17 when he went around the world. She read his book and went, I'm going to be the youngest. She was 16. So, well, that's mean, really. It's crazy. Well, I don't think he, she did it he, to be he, mean. He, he was the youngest and she was like, well, I'm younger. I'm going to do it. I think she was just very, very inspired. <laughs> um, and she, it wasn't without its challenges, obviously, um, because sailing around the world has challenges. Mm-hmm. But um, Jessica Watson also had the challenge that she was dyslexic. So she had to make sense of certain things that um, her learning difficulty made extra hard Mm -hmm. so um it was interesting to have that story fed into there um i initially started watching this and was like oh is this like made for kids or something um because it felt a little bit too um what would you call it i'm pressing my fingers into my face like dimples cutie pie yeah i was like oh this is a very perfect family and um all that sort of stuff but as the movie went on, I really got into it and even though I know Jessica Watson Mm. survived because you know I watched the footage of her getting back and everything, there's some really harrowing times when she's on this journey and I'm like, you know, tapping my feet on the ground and like nervously sitting on the couch. I'm like, and I verbally said out loud to myself while I was sitting there watching by myself, you know she's alive though. (laughs) Like, I know that, but it just is a testament to how well it's been filmed mm, mm. and how well they have portrayed certain things. It looks amazing the way it's been filmed. Um, I don't know how they did everything, whether some things are CGI or whatever, but it's mental and really, really cool. Um, so it, it follows her journey, but it also has you know her family in the background who are nervously waiting and and watching her. Um, you know, through s- satellite tracking and all that sort of stuff and her parents are played by Josh Lawson and uh, Anna Paquin and then you've got Cliff Curtis who is playing her um, her mentor, I guess. So, uh, But at the time there was a lot of conjecture in the media about this is really unsafe, she's oh. 16, she shouldn't be doing this, which, uh, you know, I kind of agree with. I'm like, geez, that's... I don't know that I would let my 16-year-old child do that. But at the end of the day, she, has, she had done the sailing hours that were required to do a job like that. But, you know, it's still crazy. So a lot of people were very, um, you know, thinking it was a bad idea. Mm. Um, she, then she got online blogs and people started following her and, of course, it became huge and then... You know the turnout as she got home to Sydney was massive. You know, so it was a huge deal in Australia, and I think it's a great film if you have if if you're a bit younger maybe and you don't know too much about who Jessica Watson is, because it, it's and it's an, an inspiring movie, but it's also, um, yeah, it's it's good to see someone who's got dyslexia portrayed in movies and I think I'm just enjoying the fact that there's more diversity and we've been talking Mm. about that quite a lot so um sorry if we're banging on about it but it is good to see that because not everybody is cookie cutter these people don't exist we are all different and it's good to see the diversity um it's good if Americans say this as well because they might not know who Jessica Watson is. It's a pretty amazing story. Mm.
1: So how when she sailed around the world, yes. like what's sort of route did she take? So
0: she started in Sydney, mm. went up towards the equator because you can't say you sailed around the world unless mm. you go up to the equator. Right. Up to the equator and then um, down... Underneath um, South America, right, and then continuing around um, the Cape uh, so it's, in it's, South it's kind of Africa, the middle, the middle
1: of the world. You're kind of going around,
0: yeah, yeah, and then yeah, back to because you wouldn't go down. You wouldn't you wouldn't go
1: down because there there'd be dragons. That's,
0: there'd be dragons <laughs> and lots of ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but there were dragons in the way of uh, lots of storms that mm-hmm. she had to get through. Not a fun time, um, but. I bawled my eyes out at the end. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, I guess it was a good movie because it really touched me and I think it's a... Yeah, mental story. Did she
1: like stop at countries? No. On so she like literally just like went up to the equator and then back down and then around the globe. The yep, there was absolutely no
0: stopping. Wow. That, that's the that's how you get the record yeah. is that you have to go all the way around the world and, without doing any stops. And
1: how long did that take her?
0: Two Just over 200 days.
1: So she didn't do it in 80 days. <laughs>
0: oh, gosh. Well, no, she wasn't in a balloon. Fair. I just, I just thought maybe she was going for that record as well. <laughs> um, but if you are interested, that's on Netflix and um, it is skewed to a younger audience. I think I, I think it's probably aimed for teenagers. Because
1: they're trying to inspire a 15-year-old to have a crack.
0: Well, probably not a crack at <laughs> sailing around the world but maybe a crack at, hey, you know, this person did this and she's a teenager oh. and so you could probably do your homework. <laughs> right. You can do your homework. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it... Um, for obnoxious journalists.
1: Nice. Yes. And
0: on that note, we'll go to our last sponsors and we'll be back.
1: You're listening to Unscripted, the film show.
0: So I was talking about True Spirit, which is about Jessica Watson sailing and whatnot, and I was looking at IMDb. IMDb? (laughs) I'm to be your announcer tonight. I am to be or not to be. <laughs> um and someone mentioned that the music was terrible and I was like, are you for real? I, that was one of the standouts for me because it was it was a, a lot of Australian indie music of that era. I was like, this has got a good soundtrack. So, um I I'm I'm very angry at you random reviewer <laughs> person. Um but, yeah, uh, it's funny these algorithms that we talk about um, and what they suggest for you to watch. Because I watched that and it's kind of a survival to- story, I got um, I got suggested to watch The Jungle or Jungle, I think it's called just Jungle, what? which has got Daniel Radcliffe in it. It came out in 2017 and it's based on a true story. Mm. This guy goes to the jungle and convinces his two mates to go to the jungle. They get trench foot. They have lots of really bad things happen to them. Um, and I... I didn't watch the whole thing because I only watched like, I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. I wonder if I should watch that. And I got about 20 minutes in and I was like, yes, after I have done the show I will go home and watch the rest of this. <laughs> um, so it looks good. But there was like I was looking at the trivia and it's like uh, a movie could not um, show all of the things that happened to this true person while he was lost in the jungle, including when he fell and impaled him his his bottom um, with a stick. Ow. Yeah, so interesting trivia on that.
1: Mm, that's not that's not good. Hey, you've got you've got Disney Plus because you mentioned not dead yet. I earlier. did. Yes. Have you watched the uh, Zootopia shorts?
0: No, no. I keep because I, I want to watch them with Bryce. Yeah. I'm like, dude, let's watch these. And has it he just seen, doesn't
1: he, happen? Has he seen Zootopia?
0: Yes, but I think I liked it more than yeah. he did.
1: But it's really good because it actually like fills in bits about the, the certain uh, characters in the movie. So, yeah, definitely definitely uh, worth worthwhile giving a watch. Um, Alan mentioned as well when we were talking about the uh, TV shows we are watching, he's apparently watching a film called Rugal on Netflix. Um, a police inspector loses everything when he's uh, framed by, for his wife's murder by a criminal organisation, and he goes and works for this, this place called Rugal uh, where they, they get given um, uh, special abilities to fight crime. mm. So, yeah, there's another one on Netflix. Maybe we want a bit of a uh, – I'm assuming it's a, K, uh, a, a Korean uh, movie because Alan does like his Korean – sorry, a Korean TV show because Alan yes. does like his Korean TV shows. He
0: does pick some good ones. Yeah. So um, uh, next week I'm hoping to review a another Netflix show. Yes, I know. I do watch a lot of Netflix uh, movie, I should say, called The Pale Blue Eye. It's got Christian Bale in it. And it's kind of a story about um, a murder and military in the time just before the, S- the Civil War, I think, and Edgar Allan Poe. It looks very interesting and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Cool. So and that's next, what I'll be talking about.
1: Next week I've got Creed 3.
0: Oh, the mm. third one.
1: The third Creed.
0: M- it, I want to say Michael B. Jordan. It is Michael B. Okay. Jordan. Okay, yes. Yes. Um, I haven't seen any of them, obviously. They are
1: very good. Well, uh, the two I've seen are very good.
0: I have been told, um, yet I've still not watched them. I do intend to watch the first one because I I was told it was very, very good. But uh, you're talking to the person who never even watched... Um, any of the Rocky films.
1: It's also got uh, Jonathan Major who plays Kang in uh, Ant-Man Quantumania, so he's going to have two films out at the same time.
0: Ah. Yeah. He was in that um, TV series that I watched, which I can't remember the name of, which was really, really wacky and weird. Oh, man, that's going to annoy me. But anyway, that's my brain. Um <laughs> We're going to head out and um, stay tuned if you're listening live. If you're not listening live and you are listening to our podcast, share it with a friend. Um, make sure they share it with other friends. If they're not going to, threaten to fart on their face if they don't. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have guns in yeah. Australia. I mean, we do, but I don't threaten with guns. That's that's not good. Or flatulence. <laughs> no. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.